After eight years of being largely uninvolved with the prolific children's television show he had created, Steven Hillenberg couldn't stay away from his magnum opus for much longer. In 2012, he came on board to help his successor, Paul Tibbet, with the story for a sequel to the 2004 SpongeBob SquarePants movie. After the film's release, Hillenberg would end up returning to the show in a more permanent role as a writer and executive producer. The movie grossed $325 million worldwide and was generally well-received critically. However, two southern boys named Clint and Eli were too busy being cool college kids to pay any attention to this new SpongeBob movie in 2015. So this week we watched the SpongeBob movie, colon, Sponge Out of Water. And you're about to find out what we thought about it, right now, on Purely Nostalgia. Welcome to Purely Nostalgia, the podcast where we look at the movies that we liked as kids with our adult eyes, and we try to figure out if they were actually good or if we just thought they were. My name is Eli, mega church pastor, haircut Smith. And my name is Clint, cracked out businessman, Paige. We just decided to to compare haircuts, and uh, because we both got haircuts today, right? We both got haircuts today. I can't, I had a haircut uh, roughly an hour ago, and uh, I'm pretty pretty happy with it not gonna lie i am too mine was free and it was from a beauty school um <laughs> and it was uh I, I i'm happy with it for the zero dollars that i pay i did i did technically pay one cent for it because i wanted to leave a tip on my card so they had to what? charge me a penny so that i could do that well you you paid in the form of a tip right no yeah well yeah you don't always tip your haircut people then Oh, I always tip my haircut, people. Yeah, it's a free haircut. Yeah, I went to Sports Clips. Oh, I've been there before. Which, I mean, you know, no knock to Sports Clips or anything, but uh, it was pretty expensive. And, uh, yeah, not the best quality haircut I've ever had. Did you get the hot towel on your face? No, I don't have $80,000. Oh, okay. How much was it? Can you say that on the air? Yeah, absolutely. I don't care. After the tip, it was twenty five dollars. What? I mean, that's yeah, yeah. That's I mean, that's an expensive haircut, but that's like what I would expect from a place that like you know wants you to feel I, fancy by putting a towel on your face. Sometimes I think it's expensive for like a a chain haircut place. You know? Yeah, I paid one cent. Well, congratulations on plus your... an eight dollar tip. Oh man! Congratulations I hope, on your cheap haircut. Now I really hope that eight dollars is an appropriate amount to tip. I mean, normally I would tip less than eight dollars, but yeah, really. But I was like, you know, it's a free haircut, and she did a great job, so I gave her eight dollars. You should have tipped the full amount of a normal haircut. Of course, I wasn't going to do that. I think that's kind of what she deserves. Now she's not getting paid. No, they get paid off. It's a quantity. really good haircut. I look, I look just like a rich mega church pastor. Um, okay I, i'm also wearing a black t-shirt like a solid black t-shirt so that helps um, too <laughs> and you have tattoos yeah. so and glasses and a beard oh my gosh yeah okay so what would be the name of course your mega church would be non-denominational so what would be the name of your non-denominational mega church uh grace fountain or something that's pretty yeah, good. Yeah, I just I checked I looked in the mirror and checked the haircut again. Yeah, it's definitely Grace Fountain. Grace Fountain. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay, I want to touch on something that is movie related. 
because <laughs> I just told you earlier today, I texted you and told you that I really want to see the movie The Meg. And this is <laughs> this is a movie about a very large shark. And I just I said something like, hey, I know it's not going to be a great movie, but I think it looks like a lot of fun. I really want to see The Meg. And your response was, eh, it'll be dumb. And like, <laughs> I just wanted to say, like, wow, that's Clint thinks Clint saw the trailer for the movie about the giant shark uh-huh. uh, that eats people. And with Rain Wilson in it, and that other guy, um, Jason that's in like, yeah, him, and Clint. Clint thinks that it looks dumb, which is a really interesting opinion. It's a very it, smart yeah. boy opinion. <laughs> Where did you come up with judgment. that? <laughs> I, you know, I have my college degree, and I'm usually a pretty good judge on if things will be dumb or not. And you know, call it a snap judgment, but. Uh, I think I'm gonna be right, but I think it'll be fun, dumb just, and fun. I'm just, just like in, me. I'm just in awe of your smart boy opinion that you think the big shark movie looks dumb. <laughs> now you are so smart and cool. I think I am. I do you think we should test out my knowledge? Yes. Or my ability? Your, okay. What, wait, what knowledge? Your knowledge that big shark movies are dumb? My knowledge of movies in general and trailers in general for newer movies because I feel like we neglect a little bit movies that are going to be coming out because we like to dwell on the past. But okay. we should also touch on the future a little bit too. Okay. How do you propose that we do this? Name some movies. Some movies that are going to come out. <laughs> Name some you, movies. Oh. Okay. That, that, that I have not seen and I'm going to give them a rating of dumb or not dumb. And there has to be no space in between. It's dumb or not dumb, red and blue, black and white, you know, one or the other. Okay. I Okay. So some of these might be movies that are already out, but I just know that you haven't seen them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that fair? Yeah, because we tell each other the movies that we see when we see them. Right. Well, no, I don't usually tell you. Oh. You, well, because I tell you. Don't, you. I just leave that up to Letterboxd, and you don't follow me on Letterboxd. <laughs> fair enough. It's so you never see the movies that I see. Um, okay, The Meg. The <laughs> dumb. <laughs> okay. Mission Impossible Fallout. Not dumb. Uh, Christopher Robin. Not dumb. The Spy Who Dumped Me. Dumb. Uh, Slender Man. Dumb. Dog Days. Uh, dumb. Just, you, I... If you don't know what it is, you have to still answer. Yeah. <laughs> Mamma Mia, here we go again. Dumb, dumb, dumb. The Darkest Minds. Uh, not dumb. Hotel Transylvania 3. Interesting response there. Oh, man. Uh, dumb. The Equalizer 2. What? The Equalizer 2. Oh, I thought you said B-quads are 2. <laughs> that too. Which does not make sense, but I'm going to say not dumb. Teen Titans go to the movies. Not dumb. Uh, won't you be my neighbor? Maybe you've seen that. Uh, uh not dumb. I haven't yet. Oh, okay. Um, okay. That's, that's pretty fair. I mean, you said... Not dumb for more of them than I thought you would. True. But there's a lot of good movies coming out. And I have heard that Once You Be My Neighbor is like one of the best documentaries ever made. I mean, I, ju- I think people are just high on Mr. Rogers himself as a person. <laughs> not for, high not on literally Mr. Rogers. High on I just, it, maybe it's great. I don't know. I just, I've heard that it's good. I haven't heard. Well, hey there, neighbor. Why don't you take a hit of this blunt? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, Welcome to Daniel Tiger's neighborhood. Have some heroin. <laughs> Stop it! Stop! <laughs> Tainted love! Oh, man. Well, Clint, are you doing okay? And no. No, I'm, I'm not. And let me tell you why. Um, Uh-oh. I 
do I didn't not mean to en- open up this can of worms. I do not enjoy my name. I don't either. My, it's stupid. It is dumb because ever since in high school, I uh, whenever I came to Chattanooga Christian, and of course the teachers didn't know who I was, uh, they would say, you know, what's your name? And I'd say Clint. And usually that would be followed by someone saying Cliff or Clay. And then I have to say again, no, Clint, like Clint Eastwood. <laughs> and then usually they would say, oh, I get it. And then people would laugh and be like, ha ha, you're not Clint Eastwood. And I'd say, I know you idiot, but I want them to say my name. So, and then afterwards people would just call me like, it's Clint Eastwood for like a few days and then it would stop. But, um, then when I came to college, my real name is Clinton, and it's mm-hmm. just, Clint is just short for Clinton. But then in college, I was like, I'm tired of people calling me Clay or Cliff on the first time. So when they say, what's your name? I'll just say my name's Clinton, because that's pretty easy for somebody to understand on the first time. And No, so it's it, not. Clinton is so much easier. You're no, wrong. <laughs> no, no, no. You, you are wrong, because I experienced it. All because right. in college, I went by Clinton by all of my professors. And never had a professor or a student question otherwise until I started working. And then customers would ask me my name, and I'd say my name's Clinton. And they'd go, well, it's nice to meet you, Clayton. And it's like, ugh, I'm tired. I want an easy name. Why can't my name be Mike or Bob or (laughs) Sam? It can be. It can be. My name is Elisha. That's my full name. When I moved to a new city, I started going by, by Eli, and it kind of it didn't solve all of my problems because i have been called ellie believe it or not when people yeah. like read it on paper but that does not happen nearly as often as when people used to see my name on paper and say alicia which was yeah. really annoying or they think it's like elijah or they don't know which one it is and so they say like like elijah like just kind of something in between which is the worst of all yeah so yeah i think you should get a new name so we're leaving it up to you, the the viewers, the listeners. Whoa, we're gonna leave it. <laughs> You're gonna let our listeners decide your actual new legal name. Absolutely, absolutely. I'm getting married in um, two months, Is so Chandler I'm cool gonna. With this? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm already gonna be changing one name, my last name. Okay. She has a very unique last name, and I would like it. It's Eastwood. It's Eastwood. And so I may as well change my first name while I'm at it and become a, t- a totally different person altogether. But um, so I'm leaving it up to you, the listeners, on my new last name. Uh, we have three options. I've chosen two, and then I want you to choose the third, just the first name that pops to the top of your head. All right. So I'm going to my, my two options are the first one is Matilda. That's a pretty easy name to follow. Yeah. Uh, the second one is Grantham. Grant. <laughs> How do you spell Grantham? G R G R A N double G R T H E M. Grantham. Okay. And then Elisha, what's the third name? Um, Kelp. K E L P. Kelp. All right. So our choices. Please vote for Kelp. So our choices are uh, Matilda, Grantham, and Kelp. So uh, we want you, the the users, the listeners, not the drug users, to um, to choose. My vote is for Grantham. Please vote for Kelp. Grand for short. 
All right, and then you will post a picture online of your like legal papers or whatever. Yeah, your new I will take a video of me going to the courthouse and getting my name legally changed. Okay, this is good. It's about to be purely nostalgia with Kelp and Eli. I like that it's a lot, a, actually. It's a good thing that we don't have a lot of listeners. <laughs> well, I mean, no, it's not because they're still like, regardless, they they get to pick. Okay, so yeah, vote vote for Kelp, please. Um, we watched a movie this week. We sure did, if you can call it that. Last night, to be precise. I think we watched it at the same time um, yeah. from afar. Somehow I finished before you. Well, I paused it for a little bit. I had to go did make you? me some food. Mm. Um, so, uh, yeah, the movie is the SpongeBob movie, colon, Sponge Out of Water. It, yeah. They should have called this one SpongeBob, colon, movie, in dash, Sponge Out of Water, like Mission Impossible style. Yeah, but that would be harder to say when it's like, hey, I want to see Spongebob colon uh, Sponge Out of Water. No, they would just call it Sponge Out of Water. I mean, well, no, they'd call it Spongebob because there's not another Spongebob movie in theaters. When I went and saw Mission Impossible Fallout, I just said Mission Impossible, please, to my and they said, and they said which one? And they said which one? There's gonna There's been a lot. <laughs> Do you want to see the 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 Rogue, Rogue Daddy one? Do you want to see, see the J.J. Abrams one? Do you want to see uh, Ghost Ghost Boy? That would be a good one. Um, Mission Impossible Ghost Boy. But anyway, the SpongeBob movie, Sponge Out of Water. It's not the SpongeBob SquarePants movie, Sponge Out of Water. I can't stress this enough. The SpongeBob yeah, movie, Sponge Out of Water, is the sequel to the SpongeBob SquarePants movie, which we covered in our last episode. However, I think this one takes place before... It um, does. So it's the prequel. Because as Superstar listener Cody Lunsford confirmed to us in the Facebook group, the... Shout out to Cody. Yeah, shout out to Cody. The last um, movie that we talked about, the SpongeBob SquarePants movie, is the end to SpongeBob continuity-wise. So this movie takes place at some point during the SpongeBob series, I believe. Because Which, there's no Krusty Krab 2. That's a bold move. Um, you know, showing us how something is supposed to naturally round up and then continuing to show everything leading up to that. Well, that's what they've done by continuing the show for like seven more seasons too. Exactly. That would be like you opening the Bible to Revelation <laughs> and being like, well, this isn't good. And then you you uh, you just you read on from there. Yeah, it would be just like that. Just like that. SpongeBob is, you know, it's kind of like the Bible. Yeah. Hey, kids. And that's what hey we're kids. here to talk about it, today. It's me, Eli, your mega church pastor. <laughs> Welcome to Grace Fountain. Welcome to Grace Fountain. Turns chair around. You um, know, SpongeBob's kind of like the Bible. You can wear jeans here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> SpongeBob movie, Sponge Out of Water. Clint, had you seen this one before last night? No, I had not. Uh, last night was my first viewing. Had you? Mine as well. No, um, I, I as I said in the last episode, I was very into SpongeBob as a kid, but mm -hmm. and I think actually my my interest, my love for SpongeBob continued after the first SpongeBob movie. But I would only watch old episodes, yeah, um, because I was like a SpongeBob snob. You know, I thought that yeah. the only the Steven Hillenberg uh, days of SpongeBob were worth watching, and I I don't know, maybe I still believe that. That's not a comment on this movie, but right. Um, yeah, which, so. uh, which fun fact for you, uh, this is what brought Steven Hillenberger like back to right. the series. For he sure. was involved with this one somehow. Right. Um, I don't. Which, he's he's not, he doesn't have a directing credit though, does he? 
No, I think he has a writing credit, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, it was um, Paul Tibbet and Mm -hmm. Mike Mitchell directed this. Is that the Mike Mitchell from Doughboys? (laughs) No, it's not. It's not the Mike Mitchell from the podcast Doughboys. Um, But what if it was, though? Um, So... I will say, whenever this movie came out, which it came out when? 2015? Um, yes. Uh, I remember seeing the trailers for it, and I had so much resentment initially seeing the trailers. Yeah, I did too. Like, it was such a snap judgment. I saw it, and I was like, this is this is annoying. Is I don't even want this to exist. This is a dumb. This and I don't even want this dumb. to exist. Yeah. Um, okay. So, did yeah. You? Um, did you well, feel that way? Yeah, I don't think I was quite that against it. Um, I think I just was uninterested. I was like, I don't really feel the need to see that. So that was our, our experience with that one as a kid. And <laughs> we weren't kids. We, this was three years ago. I was basically it feels like it was a kid. It longer ago than that. It really does. It feels was like it was 21. a long time ago. Yeah. I was, it was three years ago. How old am I? I was 20. I was not yet a man grown. I was not. I still I still rode around in a wheel. Uh, not a wheelchair. <laughs> A stroller. <laughs> okay, yeah. When you were 20? Yep. Well, um... It's a fantasy that I have. <laughs> I'm a grown baby. <laughs> um, a fetish, some might say. Some might say. Um, we should... We've put this off long enough. I don't know what you think about this movie. Who I don't wants know what to you go think first? Um, you, I feel like I... You always go first. I want to go first this time. Is that go okay? Ahead. Go ahead. Um, okay. Um, I didn't really like it. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't hate it. I just didn't really like much of the parts of it. I thought. Um, I thought there were some very solid jokes throughout, but mm-hmm. as a whole, I don't think I would watch this movie again. And right. I think the first one is much better. Okay. What about you? I'd give this movie um, a solid sixty-five. Okay. That's Meaning, probably like, higher I- than I would give it. Yeah, I like I didn't hate it. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like I wasn't as opposed to this movie as I really thought I would be. And maybe I'm just maybe I'm losing my edge. Maybe I'm not a hard boy <laughs> anymore. But uh <laughs> but uh I also didn't really like it that much. Yeah. Um it's a weird movie. <laughs> it's, it's- it's it, very, they, very weird. <laughs> they made this. Mo- they made this movie as if you had never seen SpongeBob before. Right. Well, what do you mean by that? I mean, it was the. It was very narrative, and how they like introduced all the characters. They made sure you know who they were, and they they kind of gave all of the motivations up front. It was like you could go into this movie never have seen SpongeBob. And probably get the exact same message than you would have the first time, or than uh, if you had seen it. Yeah, I think that's necessary, though. I mean, I think, and I think the first one is the same. I don't, I don't think the first is any different in that way. Not to the degree this one is, though. What do you mean? Give me an example of what you mean. Like, what do you mean by they introduced all the characters as if you didn't know them? But they literally introduce, you know the whole movie basically reading the plot okay yeah that's true this this movie is about a pirate reading the plot to you and that okay we we got to get into that right now (laughs) because this whole this whole framing device of this of 
this pirate played by uh oh uh oh I think we need a fa- we need a sound effect for this played yeah, by yeah, yeah. um a very special person a very special person to our podcast I I know no other than <laughs> Antonio Banderas the Antonio Banderas America's the sweetheart Gregorio Cortez the leader of the OSS. Um, it's like point, we've right? come a hundred percent full circle, and we're only like eleven episodes in. <laughs> yeah, this should actually be our last episode. Um, but yeah. no. It, it how long? Be. How long into the opening sequence did it take for you to realize it was Antonio Banderas? Um, I was aware before I watched it, just because I knew uh, it was a movie for some reason. Okay. What about you? Um, whenever he walked up to the. Uh, skeleton holding uh-huh. the screenplay i was and, and like up till then i was like that's kind of a strange accent that they have for that scottish looking pirate <laughs> and then i saw his face and i was like holy crap that's yeah. antonio Banderas. and he really like if i hadn't known he was in it i might it might have taken me a while to figure it out as him because he does a very good gruff pirate voice but he does he, have that very distinct antonio Banderas accent yeah, and give it to me, studios. I'd watch a movie with Burger Beard the Pirate or Antonio, you know, Banderas as a pirate. You guys, you heard Clint. Give it to me, studios. Give it to me, studios. Go ahead. I'm ready. I'm open, wide open. Give it to me. Yeah, I would watch. I would watch that too. No, no, I wouldn't. Here's why. <laughs> I don't know. I that nothing about that made sense. I didn't understand why he like had this book and was reading the story, and it seemed to be affecting things that were actually Reality. happening in the story. But like, and then he writes an ending to it, and then he puts it. He puts the last page in the ocean, and like Sandy finds it and is like going crazy. And I didn't like. Is this guy supposed to be the author of SpongeBob as a whole, and he willed him into existence, or I, what? What I was don't going know. on? I don't know. Um, he's God, is what he is. I think no, he's not God because Bubbles is God. That's true. <laughs> uh, he <laughs> he's Bubbles like, okay, is the highlight of this movie. <laughs> he's Thanos, and this book was his Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, man, we'll we'll hold off on Bubbles. I have a lot to say about <laughs> Bubbles because Bubbles was my favorite part of this movie. Um, oh yeah, but yeah. So the the first chunk of the movie is kind of uh is what's his name does he have a name <laughs> spongebob no he's the yellow boy oh um, oh burger beard he's burger beard <laughs> i just want to say that i'm looking at imdb right now and the first <laughs> okay so <laughs> the cast list first is antonio banderas as burger what? beard and then the next one two three four five six seven eight credits no nine ten <laughs> Ten credits just say seagull voice. <laughs> the seagull. <laughs> it takes a while before you get to any SpongeBob characters. Tom Kenny is thirteenth on the list. Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, you know Tim Conway voiced one of the uh, seagulls. Uh, yeah, he did. Um, I don't know which one. I don't really know that. There's some interesting voices on there. Well, they're Billy all Billy West. They're all um, Nickelodeon characters. Okay, that makes that, sense. They did that on purpose. What do you think of the seagulls? <laughs> I thought they were funny as this kind of Greek chorus. <laughs> oh yeah, they were definitely yeah the Greek chorus. That's a good way to put it. But um, I thought they were really funny. 
I did too. I, I and I really like the way they look. The animation is really interesting. They really like, good. It almost looks it like almost looks stop motiony, but it's not stop motion. Well, if I'm not mistaken, I think the creator Steven Hillenberger, and this is an unsubstantiated. <laughs> you just sub- said Hillenberger. What I what did I say? It's Hillenberg. Hillenberger. He's not uh, well, Burger Beer. I'm thinking about Krabby Patties. Yeah. Um, but I think his son is an ornithologist, if I'm not mistaken. And well, he was and a he, marine biologist. Steven was he? Himself okay. Was. Okay. Yeah. So um, I think his son provided like the anatomy of these birds to be animated. Uh, well, I mean, they don't look like real seagulls, so he kind of did a bad job. <laughs> well, but, his dad. His dad is SpongeBob. Yeah. Well, that's true. No, he's not. Tom Kenny's SpongeBob. No, but, his dad is SpongeBob. Okay. Um, I thought that. Yeah, I think that um, Robert Rodriguez could take some notes from the way they do, like cartoon characters in the real world. Which there's a lot of that at the end too. But even yeah. just in this first bit with the seagulls, like they it looks cartoony, and then even just the way it's shot, like everything is very colorful. It it just all fits together very well, but it doesn't look realistic at all, which is like sort of what uh, it seems like Robert Rodriguez was probably going for in especially like Sharkboy and Lava Girl and Spy Kids Three, mm-hmm. like it's it's not supposed to look real, but it ends up just kind of looking like Dookie garbage. This yeah. somehow doesn't, but it doesn't look any more real than Sharkboy and Lava Girl does. You know, it it's almost like suspended reality in a way. Yeah, it's like because, a storybook. Yeah, it it is because. I don't know. I, I, I'm not trying to doo-doo on this movie, but, you know, with Who Framed Roger Rabbit, it's like you could tell where it was like the, the real stuff and then the fake stuff. With this movie, they kind of blurred the lines a little bit. I mean, you could you could definitely tell, but they kind of creeped close to the edge of what was supposed to look real and what was supposed to definitely be a cartoon. Yes. Um, I also think it's very interesting how... Um, I don't know. I saw a, a summary of this movie at some somewhere online that said like, for the first time ever, SpongeBob it comes to our world, and I was like, not true. He did in the last movie, and he also has like several times in the show. I think. Yeah, he goes on the island at one point, and remember they do the seagulls, but they're like marionette puppets. <laughs> yeah, but like, I just I don't understand why they like are. Do they think that we forgot about the first movie? Because I like it's kind of kind of like the whole deal is they go out on on dry land and then like the most memorable parts of the movie is the David Hasselhoff bit. So it's like I I don't understand why they want us to just pretend that didn't happen. Oh, I know why they said that because that happens later in the timeline. Exactly. That makes sense. Okay, sorry, Th- I had a dumb complaint. <laughs> Answered my own question. <laughs> Good job. Um. So. Yeah, ov- overall, I did not like the first bit of the movie, having Antonio uh, Banderas just kind of walking around doing pirate things. It, it works in the first one when we see the the pirates singing the SpongeBob song because it's like, oh, this is fun. Like these pirates are going to see the SpongeBob movie and they're singing the SpongeBob theme song. That like, it, at least it feels like it's propelling us towards SpongeBob. Whereas in this one, I'm like, why why should I care about this pirate man fighting this skeleton and talking to seagulls? If, if they had stopped with him just getting the book and left him alone there, which, spoiler alert, they don't, Yeah. Um, I would have been fine with it. If it mm-hmm. was like, oh, that, well, that's an interesting cameo. Um, 
and you know just left it alone there i would have enjoyed just leaving burger beard the pirate by himself yeah but he's he's the whole villain of the movie yeah like surprise <laughs> and it, it cuts back to him a couple more times throughout um and it's always just kind of weird like i'm <laughs> Until the end, you're just kind of like, why Why am I supposed to care about this guy? And why is he, like, reading the story of SpongeBob? And I still don't quite understand. I guess we can get into, like, the main part of the movie with SpongeBob. I still yeah. don't quite understand why the Krabby Patty formula disappeared. Do you, he, do you understand what was happening there? He wrote it for himself to get it. Okay. So he is God. Okay. Yes, he is God. I, I see now. There's a lot of God characters in this movie. <laughs> a, a few God. There's a pantheon of God characters. Yeah. Quite an ensemble of God characters. Um, yeah, it's very strange. And um, so so we it then goes to, um, after the first bit with Burger Beard, very good name for a pirate, it goes down to Bikini Bottom, and we get that whole sequence of, like, um, it's like a battle scene where Plankton's trying to steal the, the formula, and so we get SpongeBob and Patrick like driving a tank and stuff like that, and there's like a bunker mm-hmm. around the, cra- the, the uh, what's it called? The Krusty Krab. The Krusty Krab. Stylistically, I thought that was really funny. Yeah, it feels a little bit like they're trying to recreate that first scene from the first one that ends up being a dream sequence where SpongeBob is like, <laughs> goes in to defuse the bomb, but he's actually just putting cheese on a Krabby Patty. Yeah. But like, it's not as funny as that. I don't know. And it it goes on like for a long time. Like it's a, a long very scene. long time. It's like, yeah, Plankton's flying a plane. They destroy the plane. Surprise, he has a tank. They destroy the tank. And surprise, he has a mech suit underneath. And he's like a big robot man. Yeah. Yeah, it goes on way too long. Um, there are two, si- two highlights that I have of this bit of the movie, which overall this whole um, scene I th- think is too long and could be cut for the most part or shortened down um, but there's a couple of parts that i enjoyed one we get to see can not candy sandy driving a car and her car is just a log with wheels. is a log <laughs> i was thinking the same thing i was like this is the first time we've ever been hint- hinted at that the crusty crab has a drive-through yes um and and sandy has a car that's a, that's a log i don't why <laughs> Why couldn't she can't drive a, a normal like boat looking car like everybody else just because she's a squirrel? No, she's a she's a land thing, and so her car must be made of land things. I guess so. Um, the other bit that I like in this part of the movie is when Patrick goes, uh, "Oh, I just remembered I don't work for Mr. Krabs," and then he just runs. That was off. funny because yeah. right when I I had that thought, I was like, "Why is?" Patrick helping him defend the Krusty Krab from Plankton. Right as I had that thought was when Plankton or was when Patrick said that and ran off. It's <laughs> just like good timing. I don't know. Uh, that was a decent joke. Other than that, I wasn't crazy about that part of the movie. What about you? No, and I feel like it kind of speaks to the movie as a whole because the first part of the movie was incredibly long and redundant. Uh, yes, very much so. Overly redundant. And. Yeah, I mean the whole One the movie. Say. The movie as a whole feels like it could have been several different episodes of SpongeBob that are loosely oh, yeah. linked together, and which is very different from the first movie, which like has this forward motion of Sp- SpongeBob and Patrick trying to get to Shell City. Like that's what it's about from the very beginning. It's a very conventional story structure. They're they're going on their hero's journey. They're becoming men. 
They're encountering obstacles, whereas this is just like a bunch of different things happening, and like I I don't know. I it's hard to follow, which like a a movie about SpongeBob should not be hard to follow, and it's yeah. just messy. I don't know. Yeah, like okay, the the whole plot here. Let's just get into the whole the yeah. th- ten thousand views. The whole plot is is that of course Plankton's trying to steal the Krusty Krab formula, right? Of course he is. Of course he is. SpongeBob foils him stealing it. Mm-hmm. SpongeBob and Plankton are having a tug of war over the formula, and then the formula disappears into thin air, and they're like, "What the heck?" And Mr. Krabs obviously um, thinks Plankton took it, and SpongeBob's like, "Actually, he didn't. It was not his fault that it's not here." And then Bikini Bottom is in an up. Uh, pause for a second. I thought that was really strange that like SpongeBob's really going to bat for Plankton because he was totally just like totally trying just to steal Just about to steal it. Formula. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know why we're giving him this much credit. But anyway, right. go on. But uh, and then Bikini Bottom like starts to revolt because there's no Krabby Patties that can be made anymore. Because SpongeBob uh, can't make them without the formula. Without, the, without the formula because he, he doesn't didn't memorize, memorize it. Which yeah, he's not supposed he's to. Not, it's in the rules. He's not allowed to, yeah. yeah. Which is dumb. But um, no, that's kind of funny. <laughs> well, and then SpongeBob, like they're a little. What are they about to do to Plankton? Like burn him at the stake? <laughs> I it's, think so. Yeah. Yeah, like they're about to murder Plankton. Yeah, Mr. Krabs and, is going to. Yeah, Mr. Or yeah, Mr. Krabs is going to murder Plankton, like in front of Bikini Bottom. Mm-hmm. And then SpongeBob's like, "Yeah, I'll help you," like pretending to be a murderer. And then he blows a bubble. SpongeBob is, you know, gets in the bubble. They float away. And this so was kind can... of a legitimate plot twist. <laughs> I was, was actually like, whoa, what's SpongeBob doing here? I don't understand what's going on. Well, what's SpongeBob doing? I don't understand. Poor He's object. Playing permanent. both sides. Um, but uh, he uh, he floats away. And then basically it's SpongeBob and Plankton becoming friends. But they're also enemies right. while trying to find the formula. Yes. And in the meantime, Mr. Krabs and Bikini Bottom go into this, like, Mad Max Fury Road-style mm-hmm. apocalyptic wasteland where they're wearing, like, gimp suits, which is weird. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, then, basically, uh, I'll leave it there, and then we'll kind of explore the rest of it later. Well, it's it's trying to be, like, um, it's it's almost like in X-Men when, <laughs> when Professor X and um, Magneto have to team up to fight, like, uh, the uh, guy who's against all mutants, you know, it's like they have a common enemy, which is whoever has taken the Krabby Patty formula. So SpongeBob is going to work with Plankton for the time being, and then once they get the formula, they'll worry about, you know, trying to stop Plankton from stealing it. Um, they'll go back to murdering. So him. the middle section of the movie is SpongeBob and Plankton like jumping through time, like they they, they go back in yes. time. Which, for one thing, it kind of upset me that they think like that I want to watch a movie about SpongeBob and Plankton being friends because the first one is about SpongeBob and Patrick, which is why it's so brilliant. It's like an animated dumb and dumber. Oh yeah. The second one, like I was like, maybe it'll be about SpongeBob and Patrick, but also like Squidward and Sandy get to be a little bit more involved. And that's kind of what the last part of the movie is. But the middle section is just SpongeBob and Patrick as, or Plankton as if I care about that. Yeah. Why would I care about that? Yeah. It's dumb. And the whole, time machine subplot it, i don't know that just feels like an insult to the audience it's like well we don't know a logical way to solve this so we'll go to a taco bar which is on top of a mountain and murder plankton's wife 
and <laughs> is she and, dead? And she's dead. <laughs> no, she, they, he kills her. He kills no, her. They, she comes back at the end, right? She has to because this is no. in the middle of the continuity, and she's in she, the SpongeBob movie. She does not come back at the end of the movie. He <laughs> murders his wife, and then he probably rebuilds her. Yeah, I'm but sure he can make her. He murders him. this version of Karen, which yeah. when she died, I thought it was funny because like he flips <laughs> the switch, and then it just flips yeah. to twelve o'clock. 12 I had o'clock. that written down in my notes that that was one of the funnier parts of the movie. <laughs> yeah, he, that was. That was he funny. like interrupts her mid sentence, and then she's just a blinking twelve o'clock like the power went out yeah exactly but they they build this time machine out of like a photo booth karen and some sausage yeah and like if that was what if that's what the re- the whole movie was about was like this is going to be a time travel movie and also patrick will be involved because i want patrick to be part of this movie then right, like right. maybe i would have been okay with it but it's just weird to me that it's like the middle 20 minutes of the movie is they're jumping through time yeah, for sure. It doesn't make any sense. Um, I I kind of like that it happens in a Mexican restaurant, though, because it doesn't make sense, and I enjoy that. It was kind of funny. Um, I do like <laughs> when they're, SpongeBob and Plankton are sitting on a hill looking at the like wrecked bikini bottom, and SpongeBob goes, or no, Plankton goes, looks like they're going to have to change the name of Bikini Bottom to Dirty Bottom, and SpongeBob <laughs> just says, like, sadly, that's kind of gross, Plankton. <laughs> That was one of my that was funny. F- several laughs in this movie. Plankton I almost says, few, like, too soon or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I did laugh a bunch of times in this movie, and I'm going to. When SpongeBob is being SpongeBob, I- I'm going to be laughing. Yeah. Um, it's, it's real SpongeBob. Okay, I also want to say SpongeBob is known for having, I don't know if it's known for this, but there are a lot of SpongeBob episodes that have, like, a song in them, and they're usually, right. like, really catchy and fun. And in the middle of this, this movie, SpongeBob this and Patrick, not. or yeah, SpongeBob and Plankton sing sing like a teamwork song, and it's like I don't remember it at all. It's not a good song. That's yeah, such a missed opportunity. Song. Speaking of songs, did you catch a cameo uh, in the middle of the movie um, by a couple of YouTubers? No, I don't think so. Uh, Epic Lloyd and Nice Peter from Epic Rap Battles of History. They you just made it. up those people's names. No, no, no. They're from Epic Rap Battles of History. Oh, okay. I've and, never heard of um, them. You've never heard of Epic Rap Battles of History? They're very I've heard funny. of that. I've never heard of Epic Lloyd and Nice Peter. That sounds like a name that you would make up. No, that that that's their stage names, I guess. Okay. And they did like a little cameo. And then that, you know that random um, rap battle between Bubbles and the um uh what's it called what are they seagulls at the very end uh-huh they that was them doing that they wrote that okay. for the movie so gotcha. which when i heard that i was like this is epic rap battles of history isn't it and it was so <laughs> yeah i enjoyed i enjoyed that part of the movie um that yes. rap battle is very strange but i kind of liked it um, it was good <laughs> can we talk about bubbles <laughs> yes let's talk about my favorite character in this whole movie bubbles um he is voiced by Matt Berry from the IT crowd. I'm sure he's from other things too, but that's what I know him from. Have you ever seen that yeah, show? I have. Um, he's Douglas in the I- IT crowd. Um, Doing his best um, Christopher Walken impression. And like, I, I knew when I heard this, well, no, he's just being Douglas from the IT crowd. Like he's doing that character. And I, yeah. I couldn't figure out where I knew. I mean, he does sound kind of Christopher Walken-ish at times. But like when I heard that voice, I was I was overjoyed and I couldn't figure out where I knew that voice from. And I was like frantically scrambling through IMDb. And that's what it is. I think he is the MVP of this movie. Yes. I just 
his voice is just so funny the way he says things. And so let's let's dive into what Bubbles even is. <laughs> I'm still not sure. <laughs> okay, so my the ten thousand foot view of Bubbles is that he's God, basically. <laughs> but I think he, he, he serves someone though, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like <laughs> because an he gets archangel. fired. They get him fired. <laughs> That's true. He gets fired. Yeah, but from being God. Um, so basically what he is, he's a SpongeBob and Plankton travel to like an alternate dimension, I guess. No, I think it's like the, the universe (laughs) from a zoomed out view. (laughs) Oh, so they're just like a, this is their 10,000 foot view of the universe. Yes. Um, they've like gone, they, because they're traveling through time and something goes wrong and they (laughs) end up in like, just like the whole appearance of that whole sequence is really funny because, um, they, it's like this triangular window that opens up in space to the universe where they're looking out at the universe and there's just this dolphin. He's a dolphin in a robe <laughs> in this huge robe. And he's like, I'm the one who watches. Yeah. And the the whole time travel sequence that, that leads to that every time they try time travel, I thought that was really funny too. Um, it's just, it plays this weird song that I'd never heard before that yeah. ends up being in the end credits. And it's like just like weird animation happening. Like it's very like weird SpongeBob, which yes, which I very enjoy. weird SpongeBob. Um, Trippy acid SpongeBob. <laughs> I want Bubbles to be in my life. <laughs> he was so funny because um, he was because it was just so like surreal and weird. And you're like, what am I watching? And I th- it, it it's almost like the type of thing that you would watch or you'd like stumble upon late at night on YouTube, and then try and remember the next morning. Yeah. Um, and he ends up giving them the powers to go on land, which is, so I would say that he is the, he's the Mindy of this movie, and I like him better than Mindy. Yeah. Oh, and I don't absolutely. hate Mindy. I, I think Indy, Mindy was a fun character in the first one, but um, I really, I, I just can't say it enough. Bubbles, I'm pro-Bubbles. Bubbles is I'm what saved this movie and made it watchable for me. If we could, here, here's my, we haven't done this type of thing in a while. Okay. But my ideal version of this movie, and I just thought of it. Okay. Take out Burger Beard. Yeah. And replace him with Bubbles. Um, interesting. But without him being villainous. Yeah, you'd have to rework a lot of things, but I think I like the general idea of that and would enjoy that movie more. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, it I do like that Bubbles doesn't show up until halfway through the movie, and it's just even more confusing. Yeah, true. Um, but, you know, then again, it could also just start in Bikini Bottom, and we wouldn't need that weird sequence at the beginning um, that we ultimately don't care about. Hmm, now, I, now you've got me uh, wanting to give you my ideal version of this movie as well. I think um, I kind of like the idea of it being a time travel thing, um, okay. But I think Patrick needs to be involved. Um, I'm fine with them teaming up with Plankton, but Patrick and Sandy need to be in on this plot as well. And Squidward. Sure, but Squidward don't care about nothing, you know? That's like, true. He's, lo- he's lethargic. Yeah. Um, and that should be what the, the body of the movie is instead of that weird scene at the beginning where they're battling Plankton for far too long. Yes. Um, and then instead of the extended sequence at the end where they're on land. I'm fine with them going on land. I just wasn't on board with what was happening once once they got there. <laughs> Which <laughs> should it, we should we go ahead and yeah. jump? Let's talk to... about that part of the movie now. 
Yeah, because that's probably that's what they showcase the most in the trailers. Yes, I mean it's in the title, which is it, you would think that that part of the movie is going to be a much bigger part than it is. It ain't. It ain't. Yeah. So basically, uh, Burger Beard steals the formula. He's on land. He has his own restaurant, and he's selling Krabby Patties to humans now. Yes. And SpongeBob and his friends, uh, Bubbles. <laughs> uses his magic and his mermaid magic his mermaid magic um and makes them appear on land in like two 3d you know style which what did you think they how did you think they looked i loved the way they looked i thought it, I, I think the this whole last sequence it looks amazing i it just does. don't it care really about does. what's happening <laughs> it really does look amazing yeah. and when, they, when they're on the beach, I will say this was a gross part, and it probably is a sinful moment. Uh-oh. Whenever um, whenever Squidward is, is on the back of that lady, <laughs> laying I had this on the ground, too, yeah. And, and he's like scrambling because she's like covered in suntan oil, and he's like scrambling and trying to get off of her. She goes, mm, Travis, that feels so good. <laughs> It's Actually, like, she says Frank, but Travis Frank. would have been a better name. Yeah, Travis would have been better. <laughs> and you Frank. the sounds that he's making. Yeah, it's like with <laughs> his. It's like. <laughs> it's not. Oh, should we do Dude. that some more? That a- ASMR. Yeah, let me get close to the mic and yeah. do that. Are you ready? Uh-huh. We're gonna have to cut that out. No, nope, 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 nope. That's staying in. There's no editing in this show. None. Um. Probably not. So, yeah, the first part when they go up on land is just them kind of, like, having fun on the beach <laughs> and, yeah. like, running around. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's so weird. Like I said, this movie just feels like a collection of scenes, like, that yeah. could have been individual SpongeBob episodes. Um, but then, of course, they have to battle Beard Burger. Burger, Burger, Burger Beard. <laughs> Beard Burger. Beard Burger. Um because he's like got the formula and so they also have superpowers Um, later later yeah well okay do you have something you want to talk about before that yes so burger beard was basically like surprise kids i'm god i'm (laughs) gonna keep the uh secret formula and so he writes in the book that they get banished to like an island yeah and then a page of the book is there with them by Sandy? Did Sandy bring it? Sandy, yeah, Sandy had it. He dropped it in the ocean earlier in the movie, and Sandy right. got it. And then that's why she goes crazy. And it's, yeah, she's be- trying to figure beautiful out mind style. She's yeah. trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But uh, Sandy is like, I have a page of the book, the original ending, and then SpongeBob gets a a quill from one of the birds, and then Squidward, um, Squidward inks, Squidward, uh, <laughs> Squidward inks. And SpongeBob uses the ink to make them appear back on land. I'm not sure if Squidward has ever inked before in the show. He has not. He has not. And it was disgusting. It took this long. It took this long. He's now a man. (laughs) But um, Squidward inks, and SpongeBob uses it to write them back to land, uh, but with superpowers. If he can do that, why didn't he just write, and they got the the Krabby Patty formula back? And they got the Krabby Patty formula back, and Burger Beard is dead. The end. Yeah. I, j- I don't I just don't understand the whole storybook thing. It just so, doesn't make yeah. any sense to me. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. But they, they get superpowers, which let's talk about the animation of that for a minute. 
Well, before we talk about the animation of it, can I just say their superpowers don't match up with that one their episode of SpongeBob <laughs> where they oh, got no, superpowers? No, no, no. Yes, and I, that's probably my favorite SpongeBob episode. It's one of the best, and I don't know why they weren't those superheroes from when they teamed up with Mermaid Man and Bar- Barnacle Boy. That would have been yes. fantastic. Which, uh, side sidebar, this movie was dedicated to the memory of Ernest Borgnine, who uh, voiced Mermaid Man. Oh, really? Because he had just passed away whenever mm. this movie was in production. It would have been a better tribute if they had been Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy characters. You know, it's uh, really weird that Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy have not been a part of either of the SpongeBob movies. They're like the most yep. cinematic part of the SpongeBob universe. Probably some of my favorite moments from any SpongeBob episode is yeah. Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. Um, yeah. So anyway, you were going to talk about the, the animation of their yes. powers. I think that it looked very good. Yeah, I think so. The, okay, Sandy's animation, which hers was hilarious, I thought. She was just a big squirrel. <laughs> yeah, like, was she wasn't funny. anything special, but she looked really good animated-wise. Yeah. Um, if you know what I mean. Oh, no. No. Mm-hmm. Yes. We already had the Nala incident in that other episode. Can't uh, stop, won't stop. <laughs> Yeah, she looks like she's Rocket Raccoon. Not really. But she's like a, 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 a squirrel that can do kung fu and stuff, which she yeah. already could do kung fu. Which that's what she was, but now yeah. she actually looks like a squirrel. Sorry, karate. Um, karate. And then Patrick's power is he can conjure up Some, ice cream. Summon ice cream. <laughs> um, what was SpongeBob's power again? He could blow bubbles out of his head. Of course he could. Which he Mr. also, he's okay. already basically Mr. Fantastic. Like, just being normal SpongeBob. He can, like, stretch and, like, shape his body into weird things. Like, True. That could have already been his power, you know? True. So he's just himself. He's himself. Uh, Sponge, or Mr. Krabs was a robot. Mm-hmm. Which was a strange choice, but. Well, there was I, that I, one worked. episode where SpongeBob thought that Mr. Krabs was a robot. True. I don't know if it was harking back to that or not. Maybe. If so, that's a good callback. Uh, um, and then <laughs> Squidward could play the clarinet bad. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's so, pretty much themselves. Yeah, pretty much. Um, And then there's a really long battle where they're battling. Extremely long. <laughs> because Burger Beard has this ship that can, like, roll around on land. It's like a car, basically. Mm-hmm. And he has, like, cannons and stuff. Um, And it's just, like, it looks really cool, but, like, I de- like I don't want to the the cool part about the first movie and I'm going to keep comparing it to that one because I want to explain why I don't like this one as much as that one. The 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 climax of the first one is this really goofy scene where SpongeBob is singing a song and it is very nonsensically sensically like saving the day, you know? Like he's shooting beams of rock and roll at people and shattering their buckets. And this right. one's just like the end of a Marvel movie where they're just having a big battle in the streets of a city. Yeah. That's not what I want from a SpongeBob movie. No. You I like the surrealist aspect of SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. And there's and there's a lot of that in this, and that's what works, because Bubbles is like that. Um mm-hmm. some of some of the seagull the seagulls humor is kind of that way, and I like the seagulls, even though I don't like Antonio Banderas. Uh, yeah, so there's some good good stuff like that, but yeah, the the last the last bit is just it doesn't feel like SpongeBob. It feels like a basic basic kids movie, right? It's not unique to the 
subject matter, more or less. Yeah, and I don't even really remember how they defeat him. Do you? <laughs> um, I was just that bored. <laughs> do they? Uh, they just kind of. Oh he no, in. Plankton comes back. Plankton's oh like, yeah, he he's becomes big, the he's Hulk. Big, he's big, strong Plankton. He's his name is Plankton. Plankton, mm-hmm. and it's it's the Hulk's body basically, but with Plankton's itty bitty head. Which yeah. is terrifying to look at. It is pretty disturbing, isn't it? Yeah, and then he just punches uh, Burger Beard back to the island. Right, okay. Yeah, so, and then they go back to Bikini Bottom. Then they're friends. And they go back to their old lives. Well, they're not, because he's going to keep on being Plankton, you know? Well, yeah, yeah. This movie is just interesting, because the, the reason I wanted to cover it is because, one, it's a sequel to the movie that we did in the last episode, but also I wanted to figure out if I, I... I wasn't really expecting to love this movie, which maybe I was biased because of that, but I wanted to figure out if I was going to not like it because I was so affected by the nostalgia of the first one, and so I just mm-hmm. liked that one better, or if the first one is actually better. And I'm trying to do some very real soul-searching because I want to be honest... And I do think, I think maybe I think the first one is better than it actually is because of nostalgia, but I definitely do think the first one is actually better on an objective level. level. Oh, yeah, objectively, the first one is better. And you can go on, like, movie review sites, and the majority of people agree with you. Yeah, but the this one was more well-received than, than you and I seem to give it credit for. Yeah, it, it, it was not... surprises me. It was not panned. Like, I think it grossed, you know, worldwide probably, I think it was like $324 million, which is not what a bad movie gets. Well, I mean, it, part of that is just it's Spongebob. It's a Spongebob movie that's going to make money. And, and not that um, not that Rotten Tomatoes is like the best, the best judge of if a movie is good or not, but mm-hmm. it can be helpful. It got an 80%. On, but audience score fifty four percent, which is very interesting. <laughs> That's a strange dichotomy. Yeah, normally there's not that much difference, and if it's if it if it is, it's gonna be in the opposite direction. The audience is gonna like it more than the critics. I don't know. That's just really. It's th- usually what strange. we see. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm trying not to be a curmudgeon. But I, I, I can't be figure out... Be a curmudgeon. Out, Come on. Be a curmudgeon. I can't figure out how this movie would have gotten 80% on... Like, I, I don't understand. It is kind of bizarre that it would... It doesn't make sense. earn an 80%. And it doesn't not make sense in the way that the first one doesn't make sense. There's a lot about the first one that doesn't make sense, but it still has a story structure that, like, I feel like I'm following SpongeBob and Patrick on a journey. And I talked a little bit last time about how there are certainly moments where... Um, it seems like things are happening in the plot just because that's the time in the story where they should be happening and not because the characters are making decisions that are convincing me that that was the decision they would actually make. But in this one, there's not really even a story structure to it. It's just a bunch of things happening. Yeah. Um, It, it, It does not have a lot of artistic integrity to it. Yeah. What do you mean by that? That's, that's an interesting way to say it. The first one had, like, a plot that was easy and made sense to follow. This mm-hmm. one just seems kind of, like, avant-garde in a lot of ways. It is. And if that's what... Hey, if they wanted to just make a SpongeBob movie that was just, like, six episodes of SpongeBob that I can watch on the big screen, I would have been fine with that. <laughs> but yeah. don't, like, pretend it's a, a movie <laughs> that like, fits it's, together. it's literally not... 
the same movie at the beginning, the middle, or the end. No, it's not at all. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. Any other thoughts on this movie before we get into kind of our, our fun little segments that we do on this show? You know, I started by saying I give this movie a 65. I've actually changed my vote Uh-oh. and given it a 53. 53? 53. You know what's better than uh, 53? 25. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm kind of craving something. Me too. I haven't had dinner yet. What are you craving? Um, I'm craving something hot. Ooh, ooh. Do you feel that coming out of the oven? Well, ow, ow. Close the oven. Close that oven. It's way too hot. Ding, ding, ding. That means that we're here for my segment, Hot Takes from the Online. All right, so I only have two here. Uh, The first hot take from online from IMDb comes from uh, Cheyenne Smith. Uh, Props to her for a good username. But uh, she gives it a 1 out of 10, and uh, it says, SpongeBob has gone to hell. (laughs) See, that would have been a better movie. That would have been an interesting movie, going and seeing SpongeBob go to hell Uh to rescue the soul of his grandmother. Um, And then the second, final one, oh my gosh, I just now saw the name of this user. (laughs) I'm so excited. Take a guess at what the user's username is. You really want me to guess? I want you to guess. It Um, It has to do with something we've talked about before. Okay, um, I think it's Henry Crinkle Cut Fries. Yes. What what is it? <laughs> Goofy Goober. <laughs> That's cute. So they're really cute. passionate about the first one. Yeah, but they gave it a 9 out of 10. Oh, so they like this one. Yeah, and uh the title, I'm going to read the full or full part of it because it is short enough for me to do that. Uh it just says the meaning of life. <laughs> and the review says, "Well, it was a night like any other." Except I'd just taken mushrooms for the first time, and I was tripping my (laughs) balls off. (laughs) And as I sat there in the most comfortable cushioned seat of the theater, gazing into the infinite humor of youthful cartoons, what I realized was that I was about to discover the meaning of life. A yellow sponge and a red starfish pink. He's he's pink. Uh, Yeah, he's pink. He's super Except pink. He, wait, I misread that. I he said I said starfish. He says a red sea star. What? Yeah. I mean, that's a name for starfish. Wait, this guy doesn't even know the movie he's talking about. He says a yellow sponge and a red sea star travel through space and time, accompanied by joy. And yay, pirates! They screamed ahoy, from surreal <laughs> imagination, kittens. To epic rap battles, this movie made life immortal. What? <laughs> it ended on an interesting note. Interesting note, Goofy Goober. Stop, kids, don't do drugs. You're going to end up like Goofy Goober someday. Don't you dare. You're going to want people to call you Goofy Goober. Mm. Hey, what's your, hey, first first day of class, what do you want to be called? I want to be called Ace. I want to be called uh, Rocket, Rocket Man. I want to be called Goofy Goober. What the... Uh, my name is Rocket Rebel Racer Cortez. I mean, um, <laughs> Rocket Rodriguez. Racer Rebel Cortez. <laughs> that was thank you, thank you for those hot takes. I enjoyed them. You're welcome. Um, can I? 
Can I give you some simple moments? Just go ahead. <laughs> fart, fart, All right. Fart. Sinful moments. Sinful moments. It's the moment where we talk about the sinful moments in the movie. Sin, sin. All right. Um, which uh, which category do you want to guess first? I mean, there's one that we do every time because it's always a lot of fun. Should we just well, start with that? Let's talk one? about s- 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 sex and nudity. Sex and nudity. All right. What do you think's in this section? I think there's the part where Squidward's uh, feeling up that girl on the beach. Um. So it actually just says women are shown in bikinis and men in swimming trunks when SpongeBob and friends are on land. However, uh-huh. <laughs> under a different item, it says also comma one suggestive thing is said. <laughs> so maybe that is the one suggestive thing. I'm not sure. Oh uh, yeah, I'm guessing. Yeah. Uh, and then the only other thing that I can think of is that in the post-apocalyptic scene. There's Mr. Krabs is wearing like a full gimp suit and a ball gag, and that's really it. Um, that's not in here, so that's They're fine. They're wearing leather, yeah. That's a that's a okay with these parents, yeah. Four what of eight found this there? moderate. This section, mm. um, <laughs> I want to read this <laughs> one because this one's very funny. Um, and, and also, it's very important that I note every word in what I'm about to read is capitalized <laughs> as if it's like the title of a movie. Okay, scream it. (laughs) Okay, no. I'm just going to, like, announce it in a loud voice. When SpongeBob is hanging on to Patrick, who is hanging on to the boat, SpongeBob accidentally pulls down Patrick's pants a little. It, and you can see a little bit of his rear end. (laughs) Watch out, kids. This is the moment that's going to make you stumble. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) What other? (laughs) Do you think there's any profanity in this movie? No, I don't think so. Well, you're wrong. What? No, where? Because when? aft, A-F-T, is used in replacement of I remember that now. I actually don't, but. SpongeBob says it. Okay. Um, Let's kick some aft, is what he says. Oh, funny joke, SpongeBob. Good joke. You know, there are some, uh, there is some alcohol and drugs and smoking in this movie. Five out of five, five out of five found it mild, but mm-hmm. you know, mild is still like mild sauce at Taco Bell. Still got a little bit of kick to it. So you need to be careful when you're watching this movie. Yes, Can you mild. think of what the, the drug moments from this movie are? Probably the moment when they uh, smoke heroin. <laughs> you, yeah, they do smoke heroin, which is, I don't <laughs> think how you're supposed to do heroin. So. No, no, you're wrong. Okay. I've done a lot of heroin in my days. Do you have a real guess? I don't, actually. It says, (laughs) actually, this is weird because it says none. And then the next sentence is, SpongeBob and Patrick have cocaine-like effects from eating too much cotton candy. Which I I didn't see that scene and think it was supposed to be cocaine. but No, it was like a sugar rush. Yeah, I've also never done cocaine, so maybe that's what it is. Are they worried these kids are going to see that part and go, (laughs) we can really go for some coke right now? Man, I was just, I just, <laughs> I just got back on the wagon. Don't make me fall back off, SpongeBob. <laughs> That's a concern that some parents had. Um, is there anything else interesting in here? Not really. I mean, violence and gore. Yeah, um, obviously. You know, they did. He, he does cook and eat a seagull, but then it turns out he didn't. So it's just wings. Um, yeah. You know. Patrick oh. does throw some ice cream cones and, ca- and cannonballs, so you better be mm-hmm. careful. There are some cannonballs. Can I talk about a moment that I completely forgot about that was really sure funny can. that I'm sure you wrote down? Uh-huh. When they're about to go up on the land. Uh, by the way, good job with the uh, sinful moments. Good job. Oh, thanks. But 
when the characters are about to go back up on the land and like it's the all of bikini bottom and uh-huh. then just some fish goes oh man forget this all the minor characters come along with oh, me yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they're about to. Go. It, he, I think that moment was in the trailer too. So I would have enjoyed that more if I didn't know it was coming. He's uh, like, "All I right, mean, all the minor characters turn around." <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah, some good, some good jokes here and there. So should we move on to uh, our three critical questions? I think we should. Um, first question being, is this movie good for kids? And you know um, what? I think this is. I think yes. I think it is. I'm going to say no. Uh-oh. Why? I just don't think kids would enjoy it that much. Um, We'd have to talk to some kids, I guess. Let's go find some kids. <laughs> kids. Hey, kids. Anybody want to no. talk about SpongeBob? Surprise, no kids in my attic right mm. now. Nick. Must be a must must be a slow day. Um, so, yeah, I, I actually think that if I was, like, seven, I would have enjoyed this. Um, but I don't think it would hold up if, as I got older like the first one did. Mm-hmm. Is it good for adults? No. <laughs> certainly not. <laughs> no, certainly not. Does this movie stand the no. test of time for you? <laughs> I don't think it will. <laughs> I mean, it. I didn't see it as a kid, so this question doesn't really apply. I it's going to really th- will it stand. So yeah, no, and I don't think it would hold up over I time. I don't think it's going to hold up as yeah. opposed to the first one. I think the yeah the the point of that question is like even if you enjoy this as a kid if as you get older are you gonna still enjoy it and I don't think so um, could be wrong hey if there's any kids out there that grew up well uh, in 2015 if you were 11 and no okay if you were 15 in 2015 you were a kid now you are 18 and, and you, you can like legally this movie talk as to an us. adult <laughs> yeah chime in let us know on Twitter Facebook whatever. Maybe we're wrong. I don't know. Any final right, thoughts right. on this film, Clint? Clinton? Um, Kelp? You know, honestly, I think the world would have been equally as it is, if not maybe a little better if this movie didn't exist. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think that's a little hard. Like, I don't have any anger toward this movie. I don't hate no, it. No, me either. But I just don't think it needed to be made. But I'm not angry enough to where I'm not excited about the third SpongeBob movie, which is coming in a couple of years. What? You didn't know about this? No. It, you God, know what it's called? No, no it's going to be fun. SpongeBob. Um, oh, man. Um, give me a hint. <laughs> it's, it's a play on the title of another movie, and it's a Christmas movie. A Christmas movie? Yeah. Okay. Um, SpongeBob the Santa Claus 3, and it's Mr. Krabs as Santa. SpongeBob the Spongy Claus. No, that's incorrect. Hey, that would actually be pretty good, though. I see what you did there, Claus. Yeah. Um, no, it is called SpongeBob the SpongeBob movie colon It's a Wonderful Sponge. Oh, my word. <laughs> I'm excited for it. It's coming 2020. Maybe it won't be a masterpiece, but maybe it'll be so better right than as we, this one. So, right as we get a new president, they're going to be <laughs> like, here's the Band Aid America. fixed (laughs) yep just when we need it the most just Um, when we need it the most so if we're still doing this podcast by then which hopefully we will be we'll definitely cover that movie um announcements said it here let's cover some announcements next next episode in two weeks we are going to cover a movie called christopher robin it's a movie that just came out it's in theaters now um clint hasn't seen it yet i've already seen it and already have opinions about it but i will keep those to myself for now well, you know, we this movie is 
this whole idea of this podcast was us doing things from our childhood uh-huh. and so is this movie you know they're playing off of memory and childhood right and so i think it's applicable in that nostalgia sense because this whole movie is supposed to be based off of nostalgia so don't get, don't add us for you know breaking form yeah i mean i don't think it's any different than us covering incredibles 2 well maybe it is because we had already talked about incredibles 1 and we haven't talked about poo yet but um, I think we can still we'll have a lot of we've talked about poo before, but not <laughs> we've with an certainly H. talked about poo. We talked about it quite a bit on the last episode, but uh, yeah, um, because it's it's a it's essentially a sequel. It's not like a live action remake or reboot. It's a sequel to Pooh because it's the continuing adventures of of Winnie the Pooh, sort yeah. of. Um, Pretty much. S- spoiler alert. Yeah, I'm excited for you to see it. I don't know if y- we will agree on it, um, but. Yeah, it was. It's a movie that I have seen now. Um, and then I guess we can tease. We won't say what movies we're covering after that, but we can kind of tease what we want to do. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yes. Um, let we can talk about what we want to do without saying the movies. Right. I guess. Yeah. No, I don't want to tell them what movies we're doing yet. So what what we decided would be kind of a fun format to do for two episodes would be that I choose a movie that I know Elisha hasn't seen. And he chooses one that I haven't seen. And then in two separate episodes, we talk about those movies respectively. Yes. So we've already picked out our movies. I don't know. We could switch them up because we're not. that's one reason we're not telling you what they are. But I think we know what we're going to do. And I think it's going to be really, really interesting. <laughs> I'm sticking with my movie yeah, for sure. I think I probably will too. It's going to be super duper interesting. You're not going to want to miss it. But before yeah. that, we're going to talk about Christopher Robin. Um, go see it in theaters within the next two weeks so you can listen to our episode if you haven't seen it yet yeah it'll still be fresh it'll still probably be in theaters yeah fresher than incredibles 2 was when we did our incredibles 2 episode exactly um hey follow us on social media and stuff we are at purely nostalgia on twitter um i am at elisha p smith and i'm at clint jh page the jh stands for jazz hands sure does um and we also have a facebook group that you can join and tell us if we're wrong about things we often are we often are unsubstantiated claims yes unsubstantiated no no unsubstantiated claims that we marked as unsubstantiated claims in this episode but i'm sure there were some we probably got something wrong definitely um i'm also we on definitely got stuff wrong <laughs> yeah we definitely <laughs> did i'm on letterbox um my username is elisha p smith follow me on there if you want to hear my takes on movies, you can see what I think about these movies that we watch a little bit before the episode goes up. Um, and I don't believe in Letterboxd yeah. because uh, they support uh, dog euthanasia. So. Ah, dang it. I didn't know that. All right. Yeah. I guess I'm they getting said, rid of my they, Letterboxd did you, account. Did you read the article where they said, well, welcome to Letterboxd, kill your dog? <laughs> what? Yeah. That's their new slogan. Yeah. Welcome to Letterboxd murder animals is it specifically kill your dog is their slogan no yeah it's it's kill your dog yeah that's, we are that's your dog bummer. now all right i guess i'm getting off of letterbox but uh follow me yeah. before i do um please don't sue us letterbox that's not true Can no 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 this episode is not brought to you by letterbox that was not an ad letterbox is a good service that i don't think kills any dogs no just cats probably just cats um so yeah, I think I think that about does it. Do yeah, you think we I missed? Think we missed with this one. <laughs> we <laughs> Steven Hillenberg missed. No, if he had been more involved, it probably would have been better. But yeah. Um, but anyway, until next time, see you bassoon and Skanath for listening. Oh, <laughs>
not in this one. Play with us before we melt. Everybody enjoy yourself. The best part in the middle of me. I'm just one baby going and squeeze. I'm better than pillows. What you believe me? Okay, start saying something funny that I can drop in at the end of the episode. Um, jeez. <laughs> Why do you always do this to I don't me? Know. I just wanna. I, it's it's become something that the the listeners expect at this point. Okay. Um, I have a thumbtack on okay. the table before me. Uh huh. Heads or tails? Heads. All right. Oh no! I have just slammed my head into the thumbtack. Why you would make me do that, I don't know. But that's the outcome. For the laughs. That's why. Do it for the laughs. Like a stain, uppercut, yep. A game, a double dutch with the wind.